The girl opened the bathroom door. A swath of light splashed across the bed where he lay. Momentarily, he saw her silhouette, lithe oriental girl in tight yellow silk, and then she switched the light off, leaving only the faint illumination that came in from the living room of the suite, where a lamp burned with a soft 25-watt glow. The girl walked to the hall door, long hips swaying, and paused there to adjust a bracelet, her head tipped to one side. Mason Villiers reached for the wristwatch on the bedside table, held it close to his face, and squinted. 4.30 in the morning. The girl's voice was muted, courteous. Will you want me again? I'll let you know. Cheers, she said, with no particular cheer. He listened to the hall door latch behind her. He stretched, a hard crackling of lean musculature. He yawned and closed his eyes and was almost instantly asleep. He had always been a catnapper. He rarely slept more than an hour at a stretch. At 5.20, he was up, padding across the deep carpet. The suite was mock Victorian, heavy with the forced freshness of recent and frequent redecoration. Hotel stationery and ashtrays, complimentary cut-glass bottle of Chivas Regal, and a bucket of ice— both of them reflected in the waxed surface of the table, thick nubby draperies, endless sets of white bath towels that were never quite big enough. All the impersonal size and ubiquitous big city luxury of hotel quarters for rich transients. Villiers was unimpressed to the point of being oblivious. He might as well have been in a skid row flophouse for all the attention he gave the room. He came out of the bathroom drying himself, tossed the towel on a chair, and walked into the huge closet to paw through his bag. It was a Vuitton suitcase, crested by a bar sinister coat of arms. The bar sinister amused him. He put on silk socks and underclothes, and a mustard-hued shirt, and a wide, burnt olive tie. He rattled hangers past a smoking jacket and a dark Dunhill suit, kicked into lean black shoes, and zipped up the trousers of an olive Italian suit, where he walked to the phone in the living room. He picked up the receiver and waited, a young man who wore expensive clothes because he had once been poor. When the sleepy-voiced switchboard girl came onto the line, he gave instructions to screen all incoming calls before putting them through. Then he had the line switched to room service and ordered breakfast. He poured a drink from the cut-glass bottle, went back to the phone, and gave the girl Sidney Isher's number. It was good scotch, he sipped it. Isher answered the ring, coughing and mumbling. What the hell, Mace? It's not even six o'clock. There was a woman's acrimonious muttering in the background. Sidney Isher said, Hang on while I get to another phone. Villiers tipped the glass up and rolled whiskey on his tongue, savoring before he swallowed. He heard a click and Isher's nasal voice, Okay, okay. How's Canada? Find any roses? No. I picked up a 27 Pierce arrow. They hard to find? Anything good is hard to find. Funny, you still don't strike me as the hobby type. Investment, Sidney. Peanuts, Isher said, and cleared his throat violently. Where are you? The new executive. That huge goddamn barn? In big hotels, they care less. He heard the click that meant Isher's wife had finally hung up the bedroom phone. He began to speak, then stopped. He heard a whispering rustle at the other end of the line. Turn off that fucking tape recorder, Sidney. 
Huh? Turn it off. You know, I always use the thing. I'd be a fine lawyer these days if I didn't. Even my mother-in-law goes on tape. Off, Sydney. All right, all right. He heard the scrapes stop. Isher said, It's off. Now, what's so secret? If it was secret, I'd hardly be calling you through the hotel switchboard, but I don't like being taped. Don't worry about that. Nobody's ever taped you, but what have you got to say to me at six in the morning that couldn't wait till office hours? Is this the one phone call they allow you before they jug you for molesting a minor? Spare me the innuendo, Sydney. Why don't you ever relax? People don't get in my tax bracket by relaxing. Villiers didn't add that he preferred to catch people off guard. With Isher, it sometimes worked to advantage.